0: To play this is let your voice be heard right here on whcr 923 fm the voice of harlem
1: what you doing with that bible let me see it mm. <laughs> i'm reading it the gospel version
0: <laughs> what
1: <laughs>
0: good morning let me
1: see
0: <laughs> stan you're not gonna start the show like this let
1: me see you with that new testament can i read it
0: Amen. Anyway, guys, good morning. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3. I found the voice of Harlem. This is the show where we talk politics, social issues, pop culture, Megan Stallion,
1: gospel rap.
0: And gospel rap.
1: I bet and I see you touching my holy water, and I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it?
0: No, no, spit some gospel water, seriously.
1: You want me to? No. no. All, right, all right, ready? <laughs> Mm, Jesus Christ is nice <laughs> reading the Bible twice. Because Mary didn't die for your life, her son <laughs> did. Mm. Bars.
2: Bars. Bars. Word. Shaky
1: bars. D- whoa, 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 hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's anti blackness, <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> Alright guys, what's going on? This is Stanley Fritz. I'm here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. You can find me on the Twitter's at Stan Fritz, and I have a burner account. I won't tell you because you might be from the Capitol, but I'll tell y'all when we go on break. But you can find me on Twitter at Stan Fritz, IG at stanfritz, Snapchat at Redacted, and of course Facebook at Stanley Good Hair Fritz because I made a prank on my friend in college and Facebook won't let me change my URL. So yeah, that's where Stanley, I am. Stanley, you
0: said you have a burner account. Is that like Mitt Romney's?
1: He, Mitt Romney has a burner account?
0: Didn't he have like that fake account? He probably just
1: has an account where he watches like people cook unseasoned food. No, on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. So I have a fake account, just
2: like my family.
1: Yeah. Wait, what happened? Oh no, never mind.
3: Never mind. I'll give
1: you a hint about my burner account. It's a picture of a guy pointing, and he says, "You raggedy blank blank."
3: Mm. That's Uh, the
1: avatar. (laughs)
0: Thank you for that. Um, My name is Selena Hill. I don't have a burner account, but you guys can follow me at Miss Selena Hill. Miss is spelled with an M-S. We have a great show lined up and a special guest in the building before we get to her. Tiffany, our correspondent, is back and in effect.
3: What's up, Tiff? Hey, I'm here. I'm excited to be here. You guys can follow me at Tiff TiffLizB, T-I-F-F-L-I-Z-B, on Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And we also have a very special guest here. We have Nantasha Williams, straight out of Southeast Queens, you, in the Williams. building. So we've been trying to get her to come on the show uh, for years now. She is a, a prominent activist in her community, also large scale. You were at the Women's March doing some great work there, sis. So National
1: go- organizer. Put National some respect organizer. on Oops, her name. I'm
0: sorry. I, know, I, no, I forgot. I forgot. I know that's the big thing. No, it's all, all right, Kleena,
1: I was just trying to flex for her.
0: <laughs> Not. Ah, uh, weird flex, I got it. But like no, I have actually I have her official title. She is um a community board, 13 member. She's also a manager of external affairs and community relations. So she's doing big things. Welcome to the show,
2: Natasha. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and I'm like, you said I'm a special guest, but I feel like special to be here with you guys. Oh, you <laughs> yes. should.
0: And we have a special show. We're going to be talking about everything from Kanye West's Jesus is King. We had a whole conversation about it last week, but the backlash is still ongoing. So we're going to talk about that. Obama is canceling cancel culture uh, we'll talk about that and then we'll have a larger discussion about gun violence in black and brown communities so look out for that as well again guys if you want to let your voice be heard leave us a comment on facebook.com let your voice be heard you can tweet us at be heard radio and you can call call us up at 212-650-6903 alright guys we're going to go on a quick break but we'll be right back
1: We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHC, The Voice of Harlem. This is what I sound like when I fall asleep at 12.30 at night after eating Popeye's chicken because I was drunk, hungry, and waking up at 1 in the morning, but I actually got an hour back. I sound refreshed. This is Stanley Pryce. some here with Selena Hill, Natasha Williams, and of course, Tiffany Pension Mommy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And, of course, we have the sort of the lit interns in here. Mariah is scary because her fashion style is so lit, it blows you away. It makes you a little frightened, too, because I can't afford that drip, sis. I just can't. Anyways, we are here with the news roundup. The things that make you laugh, cry, curse, flip a table, or just stare confused. And I want to start the news roundup right now and let you guys jump in with a video that I saw on Twitter that I'm going to share on our Facebook wall where somebody took a turkey and put a block Mm-mm. of cheese in it. Yep. And then put it in a big bucket and poured, like, put a bunch of water in the bucket, then put brown sugar and salt, then poured all the water out along with the seasoning, mm-hmm. and then put Cheeto dust all over it, mm-hmm. and then potatoes, and then put salt and pepper, and then Cheeto dust on the potatoes, then more cheese, and baked it.
0: Stanley, Why?
1: exactly
0: what was the purpose of white it?
1: supremacy i don't no, know no, no,
0: seriously what what is the reasoning what's the context give but it to us
1: they're saying that's a cool way to make your turkey for thanksgiving
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> that makes it all better. No, I didn't know where he was going uh, with this. Uh, uh. I was just like, okay, I, I'm thinking. I, honestly, when you kept saying Cheeto dust, I thought they made a turkey out of Donald Trump. No, so I was like, oh, so mm, they carved the turkey. That would been a better
3: reason. Oh.
1: Yeah, like
0: I, I was just like, you're
1: trying to freak it. Move on to the next story. You heard you. No, they <laughs> were just white people. Were just I don't know. White allies and friends. Why don't you season your food? And then when you do season it, why would you put Cheeto dust on it?
0: I mean, you you can't knock it until you try it
1: all right try it
0: <laughs> i mean anyway yeah, Tip- yeah. I get cheeto tiffany did you have any thoughts on this <laughs> cheeto turkey no sounds, i don't it sounds turkey. like you watched it i did oh. see it yeah i don't even and need
3: what it. did you think when you saw it i was like white people up to their answers that's,
1: that's, that's <laughs> violence right there
3: and everyone wants to go viral like that was a viral moment they did yeah. that on purpose i'm calling kamala harris on them yes the get Ops. her elected y'all <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i'm glad that we talked about white supremacy because donald trump showed up at madison square garden last night saturday night he went to a ufc fight and he was not welcomed very warmly he was actually booed some people were cheering but i think you know he was also booed at the world series Mm -hmm. so i'm like i think that he thinks if he goes to these large arenas where white people are he's gonna be welcome but that's not the case like natasha what did you think about it and would you boo him if you were there
2: I would certainly boo him. I might get up and leave. Um, Right. I just don't even want to be in that close proximity to, to Donald Trump. But, ooh, I mean, the thing is, He's not popular. (laughs) Like, he's just really not. And I feel like because of everything that's going on, people are really tired of him. White, brown, yellow, red, green, orange. Like, it doesn't even matter at this point. He has um, successfully become complete scum. (laughs) And I think everybody is coming to realize what type of scum he is. And so, yeah, you're going to get booed because no one is really feeling you, bro.
1: He's big garbage. So, guys, yep. if you want to call in with a question, comment, concern, curse word, or news story, give us a call at 212-650-6903. Again, that's 212-650-6903. If you really love us, give us some money through Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. And, of course, let me say what's up to Internet, who's on there, Gregory Smith and all the other wonderful, beautiful, brilliant people on Facebook Live. Can we talk yes. about barack o drama
0: yeah you better not talk about my forever president like that yeah. calling him drama so
1: first off my home girl the only reason i even knew obama said anything was because my home girl was like yo this is the second straight event obama didn't wear his wedding ring <laughs> and i was like what, <laughs> what <are> you
2: <laughs> he better uh, all right
1: um, i need to relax what is what
2: this, <laughs> this shade room
3: conspiracies? get out of here y'all. wait so
1: i'm like all right so i'm like i don't care it's just like no Check to see if I'm crazy or not. So I went to go check and he was wearing his wedding ring, but he was also like, you know, cancel culture is trash and people are on Twitter and they like are holding people to these impossible standards when in real life, even the people who do good things are nuanced and like they're not perfect. They do ugly things, too. And you have to be willing to negotiate and compromise. And now people are canceling Obama. What do you guys think?
0: Well, I just want to read the comments that he actually said at the Obama Foundation event. He said, and I quote, this idea of purity and you're never and you are never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. Um, He goes on to talk about. Um, then he says, and I quote, like if a tweet or a hash, if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the wrong verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself um, and say things like, cause man, you see how woke I was. I called you out. So basically Obama to me was having like a baby boomer slash he's going to be a grandpa type moment. And he was just like, All you kids on the social medias (laughs) and tweeting and all that need to stop, you know, calling out people and canceling them. And, like, on one hand, I understand what he's saying because I do think cancel culture has become a little too intense. Mm -hmm. And it's like some people deserve to be redeemed and can learn. And, and, you know, that's what progress is, right? You know, call someone out and having them, uh, you know, repent to a certain degree and, and try harder. But some people, you know, they don't do that. But then... I read this op-ed in the New York Times and this young black journalist called out Obama and was like, pops, like, This is how we are, you know, using tools for activism in this day and age. Yes, we still go out in the streets, but there's nothing wrong with holding people accountable or calling out those who are either putting other people in harm's way or are harming, you know, marginalized communities by their rhetoric or policies, etc. So, Tiffany, where do you stand on this issue? Has
3: Obama been canceled? All right. No. No. All right, and I'm not even interested. Like, Obama can never be canceled. He's the first black president. Like everyone, get a grip. <laughs> um, That's um a bar <laughs> like, for real. But I do think what we saw Obama was like an oversimplification of cancel culture. And to me, I don't consider political activism or political. Political engagement, a form of of cancel culture. I do think when we see cancel culture playing out in social media, for like, oh my gosh, you see like people like finding like tweets from like ten years ago when a star like blows up, and then they kind of like lose their endorsements and things of that nature. But I don't really feel like people ever really get canceled. And if they do get canceled, they still have a base that's still going to ride for them. Look at R. Kelly. Look at Harvey Weinstein. That was just at mm-hmm. some sort of function. And it was just like chilling. Everything was okay. So this notion that, you know, cancel culture is just like the end all be. I don't think it really exists. But I do think what Obama was saying, there was some truth to it. What they say, democracy is the art of compromise. And a lot of times they are these like weird purity tests and these high standards that we have for elected officials. And we let the enemy be the perfect of the good a lot of times when we really need to like move towards progression and make sure we're getting to the next to the next step. So we do have this sort of perfect utopia that we want to get to, but we can't necessarily knock the progressive steps that it takes to get there.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Natasha, before you chime in, I just want to say, I do think people are canceled. Their careers have been canceled. Like Harvey Weinstein, Mm -hmm. R. Kelly. Yes, they still have a loyal base, but they, to me, will never be accepted into the mainstream. Once again, you can even
2: look at Bill Cosby. So cancel culture Mm -hmm. is definitely effective in a large degree. Natasha, where do you stand? Yeah, Bill O'Reilly was another one. I know with Women's March, we helped to cancel him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I agree with Obama, kind of, but I think there's levels to cancel culture. And the problem with cancel culture is it's black and white. Like, there's no gray. So once social media world, primarily black (laughs) social media world, cancels someone, like, you're canceled. Like, I've never seen someone redeem themselves after being canceled, even though they may have their...
1: (laughs) mm, What does redemption actually actually look like?
3: (laughs) More record, more deals, more support. But does has he though? Yeah, no. I would say so. Yeah, they show Capital One commercials of Kevin Hart mm-hmm. all the time, and and he has a deal with JP. Um, right. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> Kevin right. Hart is not canceled.
2: <laughs> but no. was he really canceled? For that though? one week, yes, he was.
3: For that one week, <laughs> one week? <laughs> but that's 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 the thing. So, so like, even with levels the, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> Stanley. Well,
1: like. I don't like cancel culture because cancel culture doesn't give space for redemption and reformation. And like now that I'm doing this work around mass incarceration, I'm really looking at restorative justice. Mm -hmm. And how can you argue that people who are incarcerated, whether they did something wrong or not, deserve redemption if you're not willing to do that with the people in your own lives? So I think real accountability is important for there to be space for forgiveness. And cancel culture doesn't create space for that. So I'm not a fan of it. So what Obama said, though, just like to land that plane a little bit. I don't really think Obama knows what he's talking about mm. because he's co- he's connecting what people say on Twitter to activism and organizing. And first of all, like an activist and an organizer are not the same thing. Right. So that's one. Two, like accountability is not canceling. If you're trying to hold somebody accountable for trash things they did, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that like a lot of folks have issues with is before you didn't have to hear our mouths when we didn't like some stuff you did. But now you hop on Twitter, you wanna share pictures of your dogs, and we're like, yeah, but you blew up Syria. And they don't like that. That's what that is.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I would tend to agree. So Kenroy uh, Cherrington, he has chimed in on Facebook. He says, I believe in the cancel movement a little. Celebrities, yes, they face consequences, but their art, if it's really good, who can deny it? I mean, good mm, point, there, Ken Rowe. Dave Chappelle. Oh <laughs> well,
2: that's just back to the R. I'm, Kelly I'm situation. <laughs> that's the main point that I'm people have with R, R. Kelly. They're like, yeah, he did all these horrible things, but you can't deny the art. You can't deny the artist in him. Yeah, it's he like, was thinking about 13-year-olds. He, like, <laughs> molested people and, like, kidnapped. I mean, they said, <laughs> the, same,
0: <laughs> they said the same thing about Michael Jackson, exactly. but he's still a legend. He didn't touch them Tiffany. boys.
3: Tiffany. Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> <He laughs> did not touch them <laughs> boys. did do that. If they do that, don't do Y'all that. Y'all still. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm being facetious. I don't know. <laughs> Even if he did, I'm still going to be. I'm kidding. He but, didn't kidding. Touch but, it's, boys. but it's different for him because he's dead. And I feel <laughs> like that. I, I think it's. Right. <laughs> and I, I just want to put dead. it out there. I was just
0: kidding.
1: Like, um, that dug up his grave to be like, yo, he touched these boys. No, he didn't. He's dead. Leave
0: Well, him you boy. know what, Stanley? I'm so happy that you have so much uh. grace and mercy on people who are canceled and need to be forgiven because.
1: Like, where's that same energy for Kanye West? Who? So Kanye West, you mean the one who was selling fifty five dollars pancakes <laughs> at this at, his, at his Jesus store? Stanley. I, I, what I, he's I, doing is not of God <laughs> Yeah, like I have I have space I, if he wants to come back and be redeemed and like say I've messed up and I want to be accountable to that I will hold space for him really I do not actively hold space for Uncle Toms bootlickers or anybody who is looking to push white supremacy forward mm-hmm. like I can't mess with you don't tell me oh well I agree with some of the things they say oh and you so you disagree with them lynching black people and caging children but you like that they cut taxes in a way that helps the rich and makes the lives of black people harder that's cool with you? No, I'm not with that. Anybody, you you a black person, you support Trump. We we got three modes of, of communicating between me, you and that, me and you. In public or other white people or mixed company, I will not call you Uncle Tom, but I'm not necessarily gonna defend you. When it's his family, when it's his black folks, you I will call you out and call you to the carpet. And one to one, we have nothing to speak about. Because I don't care why you support this man.
2: Natasha, did you listen to Jesus is King? I didn't but I have to admit I did watch the live when he was at Allen Amy Church. <laughs> okay, In you South watched it. I watched the live <laughs> and, and he bought a
1: white pastor.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was He's weird. uncle Tom. You know what? And and I don't wanna get too too weird, but I just feel like there's there's he's doing something for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's taking like this the good energy and it's it's it was weird. I mean it was really weird mm-hmm. the, just watching it. Um just watching his performance and watching how he was reacting to the crowd and then they just like left. Like it was like a complete drop mic moment. Like after they were done, they like all like about faced the little choir well it was a big choir that they had in the front. Like everyone just about faced and like disappeared into thin air. So I'm like, okay, like What next? So I'm like, you're doing this album. You're saying all these great things about Jesus and all that other good stuff. But like, what does this mean? And I think to Stanley's point, like, is this your redemption moment? And if this is your redemption moment, then why have you not stated that clearly? Right? Like, why have you not went back and said, here are the things exactly as Stanley said that I did wrong. And like, I'm trying to redeem myself. It's like, yeah, I'm doing all this Jesus stuff. So like, bang with me now because I'm redeemed. And now I'm like going back to my roots of the Lord. Tiffany but has. I still
1: support a white supremacist, <laughs> and I still put white. He yeah, was on it's weird. On I'm sorry to, to just to jump in real quick. He did an interview with Big Boy, and I watched it. And I he watched was it like, too. Yeah. I don't care about Black Twitter. So Big Boy was like, "What about White Twitter?" And he got quiet. This man, like, he has some serious colorism issues. Yeah. He has some yeah. serious health issues. And listen, if you want to be, if you want to hate the color of your skin. Cool, do it by yourself. Stop trying to poison the minds of a bunch of people who think you're a genius.
3: Right. So if you want to bring us home before our commercial break, um, I don't know if it's like a little bit of like tinfoil hat on, but I kind of feel like I wish that oh, Kanye is doing some sort of like social experiment, which you could just show how like black people are so tied to like religion and Christianity. And then he comes out like, I was just playing, but you see how easy I was like willing to follow me because <laughs> I gave y'all some Some gospel music like I I really hope that's what Mm. it is. But I do think Kanye West is chasing white acceptance and he's totally okay with white supremacist tactics used against like black people. And it's unfortunate because he's a long way from, you know, Bill, George Bush hates black people. And that's unfortunate to see. Mm. But like we want our artists to grow and evolve and we have to. And sometimes that grow and change, you know, comes at the expense of different political views.
0: Well, on that note, we do have to take a break. Before we do, Priscilla chimed in. She says... Um, you know, sometimes I think it goes too far, but I don't know. Uh, some people need to be canceled, but others just need a good slap. Sounds <laughs> like she agrees with Stanley on some things there. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're talking about gun violence in our own communities. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard.
1: We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 9.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem West, Lena, Tiffany, and Natasha was just shaking their things in a circle to gun violence.
2: Stanley, what, <laughs> what, what song was that? <laughs> <laughs> But I did say it's a part of the problem. while I was shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did.
0: She did say that. did say that. <laughs>
3: That's
1: what they mean when they say throw it in a circle. That means a circle of communication. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we were just listening to King Von's story to tell. He talks tells the story of how he saw this op he had beef with, and he went to get the drop on him, but he got caught lacking, and somebody else caught the drop on him. Mm. Still, so do
2: you want to mm. translate that mm. for <laughs> us a little bit for the nine for the All right,
1: but so here's what <laughs> happened. He saw somebody that he had a problem with, and when he went to go <laughs> confront him and say, "You sir, we have issues," someone else that he had problems with, who was in the rival community group that he was in, said, "Hey sir, we have problems too, and I'm gonna get you." And the, story, the song ends with him in the drop right now. Like he got, he didn't get the guy he wanted to get, and the guy that wanted to get him is coming after him, and he starts shooting his gun, which mm. is old but still effective.
0: All right. Well, mm. thank you for that, Stanley. And I'm so happy that you segued into that because um, <laughs> it, it was a just to get serious for a moment. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a 14 year old boy who was playing basketball just after 8 p.m. at Baisley Park Houses on Foch Boulevard in Queen in Jamaica, Queens, New York. Um, it was just another night on the court for Amir Griffin when a bullet hit him in the torso from 100 yards away. As a result, this high school freshman with dreams of playing ball in the NBA was pronounced dead at Jamaica Hospital a little over a week ago. Now, surveillance video showed two people who appear to be black teenagers themselves fleeing away from the scene after the shots were fired. Now, Amir was not the intended target of the of the bullet. He was the victim. Now, I've heard some newscasters say that Amir was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But in actuality, Amir had been where he was meant to be, outside of his apartment building, practicing his game. Now, according to a New York Times report, uh, crime is at an all-time low across New York City. But gun violence still flares in some pockets, which officials have attributed to gang conflicts. Uh, The 113th precinct, for example where Amir was killed on Saturday, uh, it has... On Saturday has had more than 20 shootings so far this year compared with 13 at this time back in 2018. So on this episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard, we're going to discuss how we can prevent senseless gun violence like this and protect our black and brown children in our very own communities. And before I open up this panel asking you guys, what was your reaction to the shooting death of Amir Griffin? So on this episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard, we're going to discuss how we can prevent senseless gun violence like this and protect our black and and brown children in our very com- own communities. So, Natasha, what was your reaction to the shooting death of Amir Griffin? Because also, I don't know if I mentioned, you are from Southeast Queens as well.
2: Yeah, I am from Southeast Queens and um, have been involved in different forms of gun violence advocacy. Um, so for me, and, and it's sad to say this, I'm like, wow, like another, another person, right? Because this is not new. Um, This is not something that has not happened before. This is a pattern. Um, And so I think my initial feeling was sadness. Um, But then also a feeling of exhaustion like I'm tired like I'm tired of seeing these news reports I'm tired of like this rapid response and you know the press conferences that come after it's like now what is the real action right like when are we going to stop talking and provide the necessary resources to these communities to ensure we don't have things like this again.
0: Tiffany, why isn't this shooting getting the same amount of media coverage in comparison to incidents where white people or white cops killed unarmed people of color?
3: I think is a notion that gun violence is, like, really, like, normalized in black and brown mm-hmm. communities and this idea that, oh, this is just what happens here. This is what happens in southeast Queens or Brownsville or East New York. Like, they're always killing and shooting each other. And we're ignoring, like, the activists and the community groups that already exist that have peace walks or all sorts of, like, advocacy around gun violence because they, you know, the elders or just people who care, like, they recognize this as an issue. And then... And also, I would take it even a step further, when we have, like, mass shootings in schools, like, when we had the Sandy Hook shooting or what happened in Parkland, like, we saw that sort of march nationalized all over, you know, the TV screen because it was, like, white faces, like, young people, like, you know, saying enough is enough. It was, like, this is happening all the time. There's always sorts of these parades and marches that are happening. So it's not that, you know, this is normalized or something that we're just, like, you know, it is what it is. Like, no, we are actively invested in our communities but no one cares mm. or thinks that we don't care ourselves
0: and, and stanley the reason why i asked that question is because like i've heard that myself like people are saying well where's black lives matter when uh you know we when someone is is shot by another person of color and i mean i have an answer to that but i'm curious to what you say when we hear stuff like that
1: when I hear stuff like that, I get annoyed because it ignores the fact, like Tiffany said, that there's folks already in the communities doing this work and they're already there. Black Lives Matter is there, and Black Lives Matter has been demanding resources for these communities for ages. Um I don't think New York City New York City actually has a Black Lives Matter chapter, as I say that, but like people who are doing work within the spirit of that <laughs> like organization are already there. And then also, like, if you really want to address gun violence and street violence, you got to understand that a big way to help reduce that kind of stuff is economic stimulation and opportunities. If people have jobs, they're not hitting the block. If people have quality homes, they're not doing these things. Like, if they have other pieces to put their energy into, they won't do it, which is why when when that happens in white neighborhoods, everybody's so shocked because Billy was sad, but Billy was just in dance recital the other day. So he was good. Like, our communities don't have those things. And instead, what they're going to do is pump more police officers into that community. Mm. And as we know, those cops aren't going to be a solution. You saw a cop just punched a kid on a train station last week in the face. Like, that just makes them angrier. So, you know, the the groups are doing the work, and it's hard. They're under-resourced. They don't get attention. And then we're not, like, giving the real mitigating pieces to help stop it.
0: Um, Tiffany you know Stanley brought up a lot of great points a lot of times incidents like this lead to increased police president presence and black and brown communities I mean are there pros and cons to this
3: so I really want to extend on that point like where Amir got shot and correct me Natasha if I'm wrong there's a large police presence yeah. already there <laughs> they have towers mm-hmm. they have like I used to know someone that lived mm-hmm. over there Police are stationed at every corner. So the police presence is already there. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this, uh, like this influencer from that area who was like, you know, I'm not going to joke right now, but there was a flood tower, which, you know, shines light into the public housing. So how can we say that is the issue of more police? So now you're going to have a bunch of police that are probably going to be overly aggressive with black and brown people. You know arresting people for no reason they're gonna be doing a bunch of sweeps because to them this is the way of they're trying to combat you know like gun violence or street violence where they're just exasperating the issue like these are the same costs that we said that they need mental health because a lot of them are shooting themselves but we're not providing mental health to the communities that they are terrorizing essentially yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah like you saw what happened at grant houses a couple of
1: years ago the police swept through the Grant Houses yep. down a block down the hill on 125th in Amsterdam and arrested over 100 kids for having gang affiliation. Mm-hmm. It's been about four years since that happened. And 80 percent of those cases have been dropped because those kids weren't actually in gangs. They were being arrested for, like, friends they had on Facebook and affi- different affiliations. The same thing happened in Eastchester Houses a couple years ago. And you still have people who are dealing with that. The police response is not helpful. They said people are jumping turnstiles and that's messing up the trains. So now they got cops in there and now cops are beating people up on platforms and pulling guns out on people for jumping turnstiles and then lying and saying that people had guns on them. So... The police presence, is, it's not what we need. We know what we need to change these communities, but they'd much rather give that money to Amazon. Because mm. look at how much mm. energy mm-hmm. there was to give Amazon a $3 billion tax cut to come to Queens, raise the rent for everybody, and give people $15 an hour with no union and no bathroom breaks. But now, when the gun violence comes, everybody wants to bring in more cops. It's just really frustrating.
0: Natasha, what do you think about that and, you know, the situation? You know, you mentioned there was a large police
2: presence. Um, Are you saying that police do not make these communities feel safe? It's still... You know, I was thinking about this a lot. And, you know, I want to feel safe, right, when I'm around police officers. But the reality is and what I've learned is that they're not there to stop crimes. Um, They might be there to monitor a crime, um, to report an incident, to call something in, to bring more people in, to bring a militarized force in when there's something going on. But they're not really there to stop and solve crimes, right, Um, because when crimes happen, they don't do their due diligence to even find the perpetrator and so i think there's just a a lack of um accountability for our current police department um and so yeah i I don't think and and there's we always talk about the war on drugs but there's, there's also a war on gangs right and so that type of energy that happened during the war on drugs era is the same thing that we see currently right now with the war on gangs right it's systematic they are trying to Corral people together, as as Stanley mentioned, all of these different incidents where they're saying, "Oh, it's gangs, it's gangs." Even with this particular situation, they're saying it's it's about feuds with gangs, and that might be true, but maybe it's something different. Maybe these kids just don't have anything to do.
0: Are you know just a point of clarification? Are you saying there should not be a war on gangs? No, there should not be a war on gangs. So, how do you prevent gang violence?
2: You prevent gang violence by providing resources and services to those living in communities that would even resort to a gang. So you don't bring in police officers to address the war on gangs. You bring in resources. You bring in mental health um, care advocates. You bring in community centers. You bring in more services to help children in need, mm. not police officers.
0: Um we do have to go on a quick break um, before we do I want to let you guys know that you know I want to talk about the disconnect because I feel like when it comes to upper middle class black folks we're so disconnected from tragedies like this and gang violence which Natasha just mentioned so we'll talk about it don't go anywhere guys this is Let Your Voice Be we're
1: Heard we're back this, <laughs> is like, this is Let Your Voice Be
0: Heard right here on HCR 90.3 FM the voice of Harlem killer, everybody. so Stanley it's just playing t grizzly when he was talking about how he doesn't squash beef he just lets that metal bang and no he but Nita- natasha said this song is very violent does this not what do you think
2: about this song
1: he had the
0: and the thing what, is, what do you think about this, Natasha?
2: And I want to say that it slaps. I really love all these songs, and, but and it's like when you listen to the words, and I think because maybe I'm a little bit mature, I'm able to decipher, right? I'm able to say, and this is a whole bunch of ideology around like what they're saying and the actual art of what they're saying, and so I'm able to decipher. So I'm not going to go out and shoot somebody, but young people right now, like they idolize these things, and you know, I was mentioning on the break that like they idolize these things, and it's circling on social media. So there's tons Tons of crimes and tons of beefs that are happening right now on Instagram, on Snapchat, or whether uh, whatever other social media sites that young people are using, and they they literally idolize these things. They go out, they rap, they have their rapper beefs, they have their little gang crew beef and this is all about who has the bigger gun right like who it's it's like and it's retaliation culture is a whole other thing we talk about different cultures retaliation culture is a big problem um and and that retaliation culture i've been seeing it a lot on social media
0: stanley i mean are you perpetrating the problem by playing t grizzly <laughs> and like you know is that part of the problem stanley
1: t grizzly slaps first of all <laughs> Second of all, I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. This is the type of energy I'm used to. Like I, this is not you know, so it's not
0: part of the problem.
1: It's not part of the problem because, like before there was T Grizzly, people were still walking around with the burn on them. like that's like it, it has nothing to do with the music. <laughs> we know consistently, no matter where in the world you are, when you strip people of resources, these violence happens. that we destroyed Iraq and killed over five hundred thousand people. Guess what turned up? ISIS. They were like, you're like, <laughs> there was no ISIS there before. Like, for real, like we destroyed South America's governing structure and you got MS-13, you got all these other gangs. So what do you think happens when you do the same thing in black and brown communities? You, if you go to upstate New York and different parts of Appalachia up there with those poor white people where they got mattresses for doors, they got white gangs, too. But unfortunately, those gangs are usually the KKK. So, like, nothing is new about this. We know what the problem is.
0: We do. And, you know, speaking of the problem, um, I asked a question before we went on break about the responsibility that upper and middle class people have to curb gang violence and gun violence in low-income communities of color. Because if you ask me, this disconnect is also part of the problem. Uh, Tiffany, where do you stand? Do you see a disconnect? And if so, what's causing it?
3: Oh, there's definitely a disconnect. Um Especially, I would say, just using Southeast Queens as a mm-hmm. context, like you had like it ha- the crime happened at Bailey Houses, but if you are really familiar with Southeast Queens, there's Laurelton, Cambria Heights, Queens Village, and also in Queens in general, that's where the highest wealth of like Black people. Uh, concentrate because, you know, they're homeowners. A lot of them work for civil servants jobs. So they are like higher earning black folks that live in Queens in general. And I think there's this notion that they kind of subscribe to the American dream. You got the house, white picket fence, you know, you live in a relatively quiet neighborhood. So when you hear these sort of shootings, it's like, oh, my God, not in my backyard. But this is the reality that's happening and a lot of it is and it's this notion that you may feel like oh it's a lack of resources which it also is true or like maybe a lack of like two parent households I feel like a lot of these kids that are involving themselves in gang culture like they come from mm-hmm. quote unquote two parent households <laughs> yes, they, they got in houses. Like, like you, like, you
2: know, got grass son. I'm, right? Right? I'm just saying no it's no, true like, I never
1: understood that from East New York and Brownsville where, like, I know. we had like Burnt out, abandoned buildings. I knew why we were banging over there. Yeah. When I got the queens, you had the upstairs and the downstairs with yeah. blood. I'm right. like, well,
3: really? <laughs> exactly. So we had to really, and I was talking about this with uh colleague Like, we really have to get to like the root of why these children are turning to a feeling of like you know going to a gang, you know, a sense of belonging and sense of power. Because a lot of times, black brown folks, we are powerless in a sense, but we feel like we're a part of a you. Own, so you, we have power over these three block radius. Like that does a lot for self-esteem or, like, you know, who you will who identify as. So I definitely think there's a disconnect. And I do think we have to have a responsibility. And I also think a lot of times in Southeast Queens, I went to, uh, like, a community board, but I feel like a lot of times we feel that, like, police is a way to deal with these sort of mm-hmm. issues and I'm like how are we using white supremac tactics mm-hmm. <laughs> on each other like that mm-hmm. does not make sense we need to talk to each other we really need to get to know your neighbor so you don't feel the need to call the cops because we know what how that can potentially end you mm-hmm. know growing
0: up in these same exact communities that we're talking about uh, in Southeast Queens, Queens Village, St. Albans um, I've seen it like you said like I was fortunate to go to, I went to private school and I went to public school mm-hmm. and when I was going to private school um, I didn't I know some the people who grew up in two parent households who almost seemed to make a choice uh, (laughs) (laughs) to get into certain to certain you know in in gang activity or involvement whereas I felt like the my peers in private school they didn't they probably were also uh, um had that choice too but they didn't but the ones in public school I did see that and I was at times a little perplexed but I do think it was the influences around them. Like just because they were growing up in this community, they still had cousins and, and uncles mm-hmm. or whatever who lived in, you know, Brownsville or yep. these other communities and they were visiting them. So I thought that was like a possible influence. I also think that i um, I I'm, I'm, also think that music su- can definitely play mm-hmm. a part in that because yeah. it can influence your behavior, how you act, what you think is cool when you are at a very impressionable age.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to throw some bail to my folks who had both their parents with full-time jobs and homes and say that the culture and the perception of black people, especially black men, up until recently has been very skewed so that if you were not showing up in a certain way, you weren't really black and you weren't really authentic. Mm -hmm. And that can be a big driving factor into why folks show up in a certain way. Because I wasn't really somebody that wanted to get in trouble when I was growing up. But like where I was growing up, like I mean, you didn't really have much of a choice in East New York and Brownsville. But like, you know, when you went to other parts, people want to be down because they want to be cool and they want to exist. And we're trying to like romanticize something that really is a hellhole and a war zone. So when people like have these things, it's almost I think there's almost a level of guilt. Even me now as, I guess, I'm a, a
3: upper middle class black person. You're upper, you're mm-hmm. upper, you got money, Stanley. Don't cry. You got money. You gonna have having every <laughs> time I turn around, you got
2: new promotions. So right? Let's
1: point. put it this okay. way. When I, pay <laughs> my, when, I, when I pay my rent, I can still order out. So I guess so. <laughs> mm. But, yeah like you know even like as a I guess an upper middle class or upperly mobile black person now it's you know I still feel some guilt because it's like I still got friends on the block like I still got friends who are out there and like sometimes you feel bad about it but you know at the end of the day like I don't think we have a quote unquote responsibility to go down and help anybody I I don't think that's a good way to look at it I think that we have to work with our communities and our people who are us they're reflections of us in every way and help like and help to save those communities. Like, that's our responsibility. Is like, if like I made it out of East New York, I made it out of Brownsville, right? So now, how do I show up in the community and give people tools so that we don't have to make it out? We can stay there and build it.
2: Natasha? Yeah, Queens, Southeast Queens is really weird, though, because... um you have, we, we don't have that much public housing facilities. I mean, we literally only have two, Baisley and Forty, um, and then the Rockaways. And so, you know, we, we don't have high volumes of, of public housing, but people are starving in Queens, too. I mm-hmm, mean, yeah. foreclosures are on the rise. Yep. Um, you know, people have trouble maintaining their home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, there is, there is things that can be addressed, and I think for Southeast Queens, and what I know of a lot of I say elitist black folk, we don't like to talk about our problems it's like shh don't mm-hmm. don't talk about that like Capitalist that's not our problem Glass. and it's like no but re- but it really is right so we we try to have this perception that we've we've mobilized and we're better than because mm-hmm. we have we own homes we have grass that's my mm-hmm. funny comment about queens we have grass <laughs> you know we might have a a, a, a gardener yeah. um but we still have issues in our community and to me we don't adjust those issues and i think that's the problem and that's the mm-hmm. disconnect is that we don't really adjust the issues in our community and i think it's it's a form of almost internalized right Mm -hmm. like you're now adapting the tools of our oppressor because you feel like you've made it so now you feel like you have to do things that our oppressor would do and I always joke because most of the time I've worked for Brooklyn members when I was working for Brooklyn elected officials Brooklyn community soft on crime hard on police Southeast Queens when I ran for the 33rd assembly district hard on crime soft on police like that is our culture we are Mm -hmm. soft on police it means that We are okay Mm -hmm. prosecuting and arresting people Mm -hmm. for littering because we don't want people to litter on our sidewalk. Whereas Brooklyn is like, nah, like the police shouldn't be doing this. The police shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Queens is very, even you mentioned community board. I'm a member of community board 13. The one oh five precinct comes every month and does a little report. Actually, this month mm-hmm. they showed a clip of two yes. um
3: I was there. Yep. young
2: high school students. They they're in high school, they're probably ninth, tenth grade, beating up an older man. Mm-hmm. He has a broken hip, um, and broken ribs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the and she did use language like, Oh, these young boys need help or whatever the case may be. But Yes, I I feel very sad about that old man, but I feel even sadder for that young child because what were they doing? This is probably after school. They were outside of the library. So after school, they don't have anything to do. They're going to the library. There's nothing there's no resources for right. them. And so right. that's that's the piece. That's, that's what that's we need to look
0: at. Definitely. So so um as we wrap things up, Tiffany, what is the best way to solve these issues in the community, particularly when it comes to gun violence?
3: Um really cool A lot of people were giving Kamala Harris, like, heck, because she said what stops a bullet is a job, right? And I feel like that's in... I got that to an extent because as long as the the Second Amendment exists, like we are going to have some form of gun violence, but we could really focus on reduction. So that is jobs. That is after school resources like Natasha was talking about. That is more people like policing your community and not necessarily calling NYPD. So I think it's a more like holistic view. I think it's mental health services. I feel like a lot of us are dealing with generational and trauma, like myself included. Like I'm in like therapy because like you have to unlearn a lot of culture Mm -hmm. and habits that have been ingrained in us and has been normalized in us i think it's a multi-prong like we need more we need more funding for our schools and not 11 billion dollars to build new jails we need more people of color that look like us sound like us and talk like us talking about mental health and normalizing that you know gang culture is not an alternative you know if you have an issue that you could go to these resources in your community and some of them already exist like life camp you know mm-hmm. or the youth rockaway task force like these programs exist that's where we could be putting 11 billion dollars
0: um, Stanley, as we bring things up, uh, wrap things up here quickly, what is the answer to solve gang violence, gun violence in our communities?
1: I don't think there's a silver bullet. It's a continued conversation, but a couple things we need to be doing is occupying the blocks. One, that's actually an mm-hmm. organization in Harlem that does that. We got to be supporting groups like GMAC. Um, and I f- I, I'm not going to say the full name cause I forgot the full name cause I always call it GMAC. Gangsters
2: making astronomical not community true. changes. Yes.
1: And they do direct mm-hmm. violence interruption. Yep like these are the like the like people on the black who you would have like you know been scared of a couple years ago who are now going to the shooters and stopping violence before it happens Mm -hmm. and they are very highly effective we need to pump more resources into these communities we need to be really looking at the way that we depict how a black person should show up in space and we have to make it okay for there to be different iterations of blackness and Mm -hmm. we got to get away from this respectability black capitalist bs point of view like like folks from Jay-Z and others who make you think that, like, if you have a house, you're better than somebody and you Mm -hmm. shouldn't talk about your problems.
2: Um, Natasha, just really quickly and about... um 20 seconds. Listen, y'all just said everything, so I don't don't have anything else to say. Um, I think speaking about the problem, putting resources to finding more solutions about the problem is something that we need to do. It's just in addition to what both um, Stanleyans have said.
0: Absolutely, and I just want to end things by saying that Kevin Jones actually chimed in on our Facebook Live. He says many of uh, youth get involved with gangs because they feel like they don't have any family, and they feel like they don't have any hope for the future. We need to let them know that they can only their own businesses, and they too can become CEOs of their own com- companies. I agree with Kevin there. I also agree with Stanley the, and the panel up here, uh, everything that was said. I mean, it, it's true. It's about providing hope. And it's about providing love to these people. And I think that the the resources are already there. They just need to be more funded, especially yeah. what Erica Ford is doing with Life Camp. Like, she, that's literally in her region. And I think that, you Definitely know, but the stats community. saying, like, <laughs> right. No, yeah. So, I mean, she's been doing this work for decades at this point, and we need to continue to support our sister and support our, their organizations. And yeah. we can do that by making 5 to $10, $15, $20 donations. A little bit counts and goes very far, especially yeah. when it comes keeping our children safe and I think for those who feel disconnected don't wait until those bullets come into your own backyard like is that what you're waiting for like again bullets don't have names on them and this young boy Amir Griffin rest in peace he was shot because he was at the right place at the right time so it can happen to any one of us so I think that rather than trying to remove ourselves because we don't want to be categorized as the ratchet in the ghetto we need to understand that collectively we are together and we're in closer proximity to each other than we are to whiteness So we need to stop with the white supremacist Type thinking and rhetoric On that note I want to thank everyone for Chiming in to let your voice be heard Today for the comments and the questions We appreciate that and be sure To continue to support let your voice be heard On patreon.com slash Be radio A small donation to us will Support us and we will continue to support The issues and the causes that you care about So next week guys